3: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. I am Mike Heck, and the matchmaking hats return to the top of our heads as we discuss the what's next for the notable names coming out of UFC Vegas 55, the final UFC event for the month of May, before things pick up in a pretty big way, come June. We had a main event that ended with the judges' scorecards creating a whole bunch of controversy, The open scoring discussion is a vigorous one, and we'll see where both of the fighters who competed in the main event will go. But before we get to that, let us say hello to the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the showstopper, the icon, the main event, and the best friend, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Hello, sir. How are you on this Sunday morning?
4: I'm doing great. The only title I cared about there was that I'm your best friend. All that other stuff was great, but being Mike Heck's best friend is better than any other any other accolade that I could receive. Uh, oh, I had a thought, and it just went out of my head. <laughs> it went out of my head because, again, I want to say my brain is scrambled from uh, having to watch ninety thousand Abu Dhabi tourism <laughs> propaganda commercials. I won't re- I won't recite the line from it. Anyone anyone who was tuned into the uh, Mayweather more. You know, Anderson Silva stream uh, early Saturday. yesterday knows what I'm talking about. We're all traumatized forever. Uh, we're all in this. We'll get through this together. But I'm feeling better after we had a, you know, decently entertaining uh, UFC card. And uh, we've got a lot of good reader input this week. Re- I I actually, reader and listener input. So that, that I'm very
3: excited about, Mike. Yes. So let's just get into this thing. And let us start with Catlin Vieira, who picked up the biggest win of her career. She now has back-to-back wins, AK, over former Bantamweight UFC champions. in Misha Tate, now she adds Holly Holm to the resume with the split decision win. A victory that has divided the MMA community. And we're not here to talk about the scoring or whether or not this is the R word. The decision is official. Vieira is the winner. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Holly Holm's winning streak is over. So AK, Vieira is getting wins over former title holders. She wants a title shot herself against the winner of the now main event of UFC 277 in Dallas between Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunez. The rematch goes down July 30th. Is that what you think will happen here?
4: I think that it's very likely it could happen. That she They just uh, chill, wait to see what happens with this Ultimate Fighter coaches you know, rematch thing. And we'll you know we'll figure it out from there. But I don't think she should necessarily do that. Uh, there's just so much uncertainty. I know 135 is shallow, so she's kind of put herself in that position and maybe doesn't want to fight again and shouldn't have to 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 get a title shot. Three out of four is pretty good. Amisha Tate, like you said, back to back UFC champions now. Um, I, I I'm gonna go magic wand here. I think I need to see her fight. She doesn't. I know she doesn't want this fight, and I understand why. Uh, I think she needs to fight Elena Aldana again. Uh, we're pretty far removed from the first one, uh, December 2019. So I'd like a little bit more of a gap, but that's pretty that's well, well over two years now. Uh, you know, I'm sure they've both developed as fighters. I think Aldana has a pretty strong claim. Uh, I know she lost a home and if you want to do MMA math then she should be behind Veda, but she starts her pretty badly in their first fight. Would that happen again in the rematch? I don't know. I, I think it's unlikely. Uh, again, it was a really, really vicious knockout. So if she, if, and if Aldana can replicate that, then I mean you just give her the title shot. Um, but either way, I think you can have them scrap again like, while you know this this uh, title situation resolves at the top, which could end up becoming a trilogy. So let's just go for an exciting fight and one that would really give us a, uh, a as as definitive a number one contender you can get at uh, 135.
3: Going through the listener selections that I received, there is a name that I didn't really think of that makes a lot of sense here. But I think the reason I didn't think of it is because. This person's future is so unclear. We haven't heard her name in a while. She hasn't been booked or mentioned at all. So I didn't go this route. I'm sure you guys could probably figure out who I'm talking about just by what I just said there. But we will definitely reveal that name later on because this is a very popular choice for Ketlin Vieira. And it is not Juliana Payne. It is not Amanda Nunez. But I'm with you, AK. Cue friends forever. The Aldana rematch makes <laughs> sense to me. Uh, we'll get, talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, get one more win. Get one more win and make it official. And to me, at least right now, if Valentina Shevchenko wins in a few weeks at UFC 275, I think she gets the next bantamweight title shot. Especially if Pena wins and get the hot tag horn ready. And if Amanda Nunes wins, it would not stun me to see them go to that well, go that trilogy route before they go the trilogy route with Juliana Pena, because I just don't know. I know you're not a big fan of the second fight, AK. I know it's not one that you remember and that you look back upon fondly and one you're going to go watch again and again. But I feel like there's a little meat on that bone. I feel like you don't have a lot of time with the man and Nunes left. So if you're going to do it, you're probably going to have to pull the trigger on that pretty quickly. So I think Vieira just going to have to win one more fight, more than likely. And with Aldana... I think this is something that Ketlin Naviera might actually be a little bit excited about because she gets a chance to avenge probably the worst loss of her career since that was a pretty vicious knockout. But now, for Holly Holm. AK, man, this is a, this is a tough one because nothing really stands out. There's really not a lot that I care to see here that like really interests me it's not like flyweight it's not like strawweight where we have up-and-coming contenders we have like the sort of next generation of contender on the way up that could challenge for a title that we're eyeballing there's just not really that name there so this division sucks it's pretty bad it's pretty bad you can
4: just say it you can just say it i i I, i'm glad you're elaborating on it you're you know you're you're a a proper journalist you're explaining why you are criticizing the division i'm just gonna go i just don't want to beat around the bush this division sucks
3: yeah, as it as, sucks. as Rick Pitino said at one of his great press conferences as a one of the final ones as head coach of the Boston Celtics, it stinks and it sucks and it stinks. <laughs> so, I mean, look, you got the, the, the surging Raquel Pennington, but they fought twice and neither were particularly all that fun to watch. But Pennington has looked pretty damn good recently. I just don't see that fight happening. I don't see anybody clamoring for it. I don't even know if Raquel Pennington's clamoring for that fight. You got the winner of Aspen Ladd versus Sarah McMahon coming up. That's a possibility. But I guess that's kind of my my fallback school, AK. But if Lauren Murphy beats Misha Tate at UFC 276 on July 2nd, perfect opportunity to do the Holm-Tate rematch. Yes, there's a lot of moving parts. But if Tate falls short against Murphy in that move to 125, I don't imagine her staying there very long, especially with the list of killers that are on the way up. That home fight is still pretty marketable, considering how memorable their first fight was. So that's where I'm going. A little bit of a journey. Things need to happen. Hurdles need to be leaped over. But I think we'll see the home. I, I think there's a chance we see the home tate rematch next. What say you?
4: Penny Zad. <laughs> you can tell I'm really excited about it, too. Uh... <laughs> I, I just, it, I don't, I don't, I don't know where, sorry, I have to look at, uh, why, why, why I went this direction. Um, Penny's a good fighter. She's won five of six fights. She is a up and coming. It's a shame. She lost that Pennington fight that would have made her right. Probably one fight away from a title shot. Now, even if she fought Holly Holm and beat Holly Holm, she's probably not. And and again, that's a really tough ask. Uh, I, I just, I get it. And, and I understand anyone, everyone hearing this pick now is like, Holly Holm's not going to get out of bed for a Panny Kianzad fight. I mean, it would be a big drop off in like name value and rankings wise. But it's like, I'm going Magic Wand again, I guess. Just call me, just call me Ron Weasley. I am just waving this Magic Wand around and just saying, this is the fight I would make because. I mean, yeah, I get it, Holm might have won. It's not like we saw it's not like you you know, we saw that fight and we're like, Oh, has really dropped off. Like she needs to like plummet down the rankings. But it's also like I, we don't need to keep giving her five round main events against top contenders. Like it's I feel like it's okay for her to fight people who are, you know, top like fringe top ten, top fifteen. Um I mean, or at least at least offer it. At least, you know, try and make these fights happen. Um I get it, she's Holly Holm. Her name is big. It always will be. Just not just from uh, not just from the the Ronda Rousey knockout, from her boxing career. Like she's a she's a combat sports legend. I think that's fair to say. I can hear people I can hear people rolling their eyes now. She's I think it's fair to say she's a combat sports legend. And so why would she want to just fight a you know lesser known fighter like Fanny Kianza? I don't know. She wouldn't ask for it, but I think it's a I think it's a reasonable fight. So I just went that direction and and a, a new matchup for her.
3: The name didn't really stand out. And I know a lot of people have been asking for us to do these shows in video format every single week. But the look on your face when you said Panty Kanzad's name was incredible. And I don't really think Holly's in a position where she could be like, Nah, I'm not really get. I can't get out of bed for, for a Panty Kanzad fight. I think she's just kind of kind of take what's coming to her and that's it. If she wants to stick around and, and make a run. And here's the thing about Holly Holm. No matter how you feel about her age, etc., She's always a win away from getting a title oh. shot, especially in this division, especially coming off of this loss, because you have a narrative here. You could say, well, I got robbed in the last fight. So here we are. Although I, I went back and watched it this morning. It was still not a great watch the second time <laughs> around, but I still I still don't feel like this is a robbery. I actually feel more confident Kaitlin Vieira won in the second watch, if we're being honest. We talked about this a little bit in the post-fight show. Is it possible uh, let's say
4: Peña beats Nunez again, and they want to give her, you know, a marquee matchup for her, her next title defense. Instead, so, uh, is it possible that they they do the Jose, uh, Jose Aldo Marlon Rios thing, and that Dana White gives home the title shot anyway? No, you don't think so? No, I think I think he I bet he thought that fight was a robbery. I bet he would have he if he had done for the post fight press conference on Saturday, he would have been saying like, yeah, Holly Holm won that fight. I bet, I bet. Pure
3: speculation. Yeah, and then he would go on and say, we need open scoring in the UFC.
4: Is he one of those guys? I don't no. remember. Is that his comment? No,
3: that's no. sarcasm. And it's hilarious. oh, he doesn't want to change. Oh, he doesn't want to change. You're right. That's he's no. doesn't want doesn't want to change that. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? There's so many things you have to do to make that a reality. But we're not. We aren't going to go there. I'm sure there's going to be a, a topic open scoring. I hate talking about it, anyways. I get why it's a conversation, but I feel like this week we're going to be talking about it more and more and do more. We and have more. to. Yeah, this I think we're wor- going to have to. This
4: card is the worst. I'll tell you right now. I know we saw three split decisions on Saturday. Three contentious split decisions. This card to me is like the worst example. Of open of of cars and open scoring. I you know, I don't want to get into this whole debate. Worst example. Also, uh, I love the guys that you know i'm, I'm, I'm a, I like the concept of verdict MMA. Uh, I'm a fan. I think I think it serves a purpose. But uh, anyone who's saying that like like we need to consider like fan voting, oh God, or, or no. fan scoring, Lord have mercy. Uh, for me, something like verdict is good for showing like public opinion, which is which is important. It's like it's like what wh- how do fans perceive a fight? Um, and, that, and that's interesting. That's why you see – that's how fights become like, you know, consensus – quote-unquote consensus robberies is you have – you know, we don't have like official official polls of, of all MMA fans. But you have Verdict. You have fights, uh, sites running their own polls and stuff. You have MMA decisions. You have oh, – again, all these sites kind of collect this data. And you can kind of look at it and that's when we can kind of go like, well, the people disagreed for whatever reason, right or wrong. The people disagreed with a certain decision. So that, that's in the purpose of Verdict. But to anyone who thinks fan scoring could replace judging – Or that fans are necessarily better at scoring fights than judges i would say that's very widely incorrect uh so let's pump the brakes on uh giving too much power to the people especially when it comes to potentially um deciding who wins ufc fights
3: yeah the fans already lost that power and they lost it very quickly with the crypto fan voting giving (laughs) rose namayunas the fight of the the performance of the night you guys you guys are terrible if you were part of that whole thing, I mean, come on. You lost all your power and you lost pretty much everything. My confidence in you when it comes to actually voting. Now, for those of you being in the radio industry, I realize that only 1% of the population actually takes part in these things. Like yes. literally 1%. So I'm not calling on everybody here, but those who take the time to actually cast a vote for those... Are probably not the ones listening to this show right now, so I feel like maybe I'm safe here. So you guys listening right now, I think you're all set.
4: I was gonna say if we were talking about specifically Otno listeners and you know regular readers of MMA fighting, if that is the pr- people that you're talking about who are voting, who are like scoring fights and things, I think that we'd be in a better shape. We have a very educated listener base, I feel, Mike. So I will say for all our all our Otno, loyal Otnoites out there, or Otnoans. Uh, I, I, I trust you guys to score fights
3: correctly, even though we've got some wacky takes here and there. But, hey, we've had
4: wacky takes ourselves, too.
3: And I just want to say one more thing about scoring, and then we'll move on. Just relax. Just relax, dude. Just relax. If it's a close fight, we don't need to get all angry about it. It doesn't need to ruin our weekend. It doesn't need to ruin our day. Listen, the Celtics, the Celtics pissed away a playoff game last night. <laughs> I'm not, like, you guys are more upset about the scoring of a fight between two fighters that, outside of maybe betting on them, you have no relationship with whatsoever. I don't think you're sitting there with, with Caitlin Vera posters on your wall. I don't think you're, it's it's one of those things. This isn't the 80s. This isn't, I don't. It's not like New Kids on the Block is on your wall or George Michael or whatever. It's like you have posters of these women on your wall. You're sitting here and getting in in fights with strangers on social media because of the outcome of a main event that you're never going to watch again. That you're never going to watch again. So everybody just relax. If fights are close, there's no need to fight. There's no need for hatred. Just chill out. Chill out. It's okay. Because guess what? In a week or two weeks at the most, there's going to be another card. And we have all a whole new batch of things to talk about. So relax. There's no need to fight people. There's no need to argue over this. It's silly. There's no need to get mad. You want to have a discussion? Cool. But there's no need to get upset. No reason to get mad. It's already a negative place. Let's not make it more negative because of things we can't control. Yeah, Yeah, we can't control it.
4: Be kinder to yourself. Be kinder to other people what I always like to tell people it's my pin tweet which I'm leaving up for forever now I think it's not well, just be kinder again it's even to yourself like you said imagine how much people are stressing like over like you're like you said like why are you stressing over this like why are you stressing over an outcome like this just like shut the laptop put the phone down go for a walk go see nature whatever it is hang out with your family hang out with your friends and and yeah don't don't worry about it um MMA matters but MMA is also supposed to be fun as we say all the time so if you're stressing about it you may need to just take a step back from the MMA put the MMA down just for a little bit. And yeah. then, like you said, two weeks from now, pick that MMA back up again. And, and we'll, have, <laughs> we'll have ourselves another row, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also, uh, the next time, guys, you say such and such is the worst decision ever, which I saw a lot of that on Saturday. Oh, not God. Just about, not, just about home, not just about the main event, though. As At Jun Yong Park, Eric Anders. Um, next time you guys see something like that, just please watch. I feel like so will have never seen Diego Sanchez versus Ross Pearson, which is to me, unequivocally, still the greatest robbery in MMA history. Uh, if you don't have time to watch it, read read my robbery review on it, guys. MFI.com. You will never you will never call another fight the worst robbery again if you watch that fight. If you if you have not seen it, you'll never you'll you'll understand why the scoring was that was borderline. I don't even say borderline. I think there was like an investigation into the judging after. Anyway, we've said enough. You're right, Mike.
3: Yeah,
0: just be kind. Who cares? It's all good. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook
2: that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Let's go to the co of event, AK,
3: because this fight was awesome. It delivered in spades. Michelle Pajada he gets it done. He defeats a very game Santiago Ponzinibbio. Personally, I scored it for Michel Pejeda. It was a close fight. It was a very fun fight. It was awesome. And Pejeda got a little craziness in him in that third round. He wasn't doing backflips and hurricane ranas, but he got aggressive. He went after it and he wins for the fifth straight time. So AK you've been very high on this guy for a while. He's not quite Ryan Hall in your eyes but he's in that conversation you've uh, you've sung 80s rock ballads in his honor so what is next for Mr. Demolador
4: uh, first of all i was so wrong about this fight in every possible way I picked Ponzi to win. Uh, I mean, so actually, some of the action played. it, I will say the way I thought it would. I did think uh, uh, Ponzi was more the more patient fighter, and I thought that would be the key to his success. And he was, and then he started turning it on, in you know, middle of the second round and into the third. Uh, I also thought it would like it wouldn't be the fight of the night. I was like, I was like, ah, I think they'll both be more technical, and they were, but they also were absolutely willing to brawl, uh, especially in the third round when I think both guys realized how close the fight was, and they were just like swinging you know arm punches at each other, and. Uh, <laughs> So I was very wrong with that and happy to be wrong. Glad both guys got the bonus. Glad it turned out to be uh, a great fight, as many people predicted on paper. And that, and that Michelle Pahiro won because we have ourselves a new contender at 170. Uh, that said, I'm picking a fight, which I I swear I would called for on the show before, though I can't find any uh, record of it in my notes. I, I really want to see him fight Hori Masvidal. I, I know he wants it. I know he talked about it. So I'm into that. I understand that people are kind of like, well, they're like they're in different places as far as like Masvidal's kind of trending downward, is trending upward. Masvidal kind of goes for these big money fights that he can build up with like trash talk, and that might not work with Michelle Pedra. It's, it's a, like a language barrier there; it'd be a bit strange. And then there's the weird. Um, if anyone saw the post fight press conference, Pedra's reason for I keep saying Pejeda. Pedra, Pereda's reason for wanting to fight Masvidal. It's something about sending DMs to him and his wife, and him just kind of being confused by it, and just wanting to fight Masvidal to. To sort that out so it's not like the c- coolest matchup on paper but i do think everything else aside i think in the cage it would just be an awesome fight and so in, for that reason i want to see it and i do think in my rankings they're kind of in a similar area um even if they're moving in different directions so give me give me demolidor and uh game bread
3: i mean listen if they book that fight i'm i'm not gonna be upset the correct answer is wonder boy thompson that is the fight i, I went to this well the last time had a won and i'm gonna go ahead and go that route again wonder boy versus Demolador, i think it's time i think it makes sense and wonder boy is not in a pretty heated court battle over an alleged assault in miami beach so unless i mean because if that happened this would, that would be the biggest story in mma right now but that wouldn't happen because wonder boy would never put himself in that kind of a situation. So, love that fight, but you really can't go wrong. He needs to fight somebody with a number next to his name, a vet. He needs to step up because he's in a position right now with this winning streak where, let's just see where it goes. Let's just see where it goes. I know we want to, I know we're so tempted to just book him into fun fights with the Nico Price's and the Chaos Williamses of the world, but he's already done that. He's done that enough. He just had another one with Santiago Ponzinibbio. Now it's time... Let's get the step up. Let's see if this guy's for real. I think he's uh, he's done enough to to earn that opportunity to to get that chance to see if this guy could actually fight for a world title. So, congratulations to him. Great fight. Congratulations to Ponzanibio as well. I know he was upset, but I don't feel like this is a robbery either. Now, let's talk about a fight that was did not need the judges' scorecards. We didn't even need a second round. A.K. Okay? Chidi and Jokawani is just such a bad, uh, such a a badass, a madman, a violent individual. Knocks out poor Dusko Todorovic with a just a ferocious standing elbow. The walk-off elbow. He's now 2-0 in the UFC. Two first-round KOs. It'll be very interesting to see where the UFC goes with this one. Where do you think they'll go here, AK, with, with Chidi? The UFC, please keep signing
4: experienced veteran fighters. Not everyone needs to be, not everyone who goes in the contender series. Not that um, Chidi and Jaquani should have had to do that. But not everyone that goes in contender series needs to be some early twenties prospect with seven pro bouts. Like it is a good thing to bring in um, fighters that are have been through it, that fans may be familiar with. I, I understand that there's probably a stigma with the matchmakers and the officials, like oh, as a bell guy, like this. Is the... And and you can put any like any organization in there, but like I mean, like oh, this guy fought for another organization. He he was kind of okay there. It's like you know above 500 fighter. What's he really going to do for us from a marketing standpoint? Like, Can we sell this guy? And it's like, that crap doesn't matter. This is the kind of guy, he gets stuff done in the cage. So please, you know, sign more guys like that. Sign people, uh, uh, fighters that fans who watch other promotions might be familiar with and who are just know how to take care of themselves in the cage and put on great performances. So uh, give me Chidi and Jaquani and the Julian Marquez, Gregory Rodriguez winner. They're fighting on June 18th. Not too far in the future. Uh, I wish there was someone, a matchup that was a little bit closer that I could throw Chidi in there with, but I like him matching up with another guy. I kind of put Marquez and Gregor Rodriguez in the same classes in Jokwani right now as far as, um, I don't know if any of these guys is necessarily a contender, but until we find out, let's kind of just keep throwing them against each other until one of these guys accidentally ends up on like a four fight, five fight win streak, and then you end up with a contender by accident, and along the way, you get a bunch of like super exciting fights.
3: I'm going with Anthony Hernandez, AK. two dudes who are just going to put each other through pain and hell for as long as the fight lasts. Because I think in Enchikwani in, in is, I don't think we're ready to put him in the Pajada position where we're like, oh, let's just see if this guy can fight for a title. I think at, at least for now, at least for a few more, let's just get him in there with, with fun, exciting guys. But again, we want to test him in different ways. And I feel like Anthony Hernandez is a super exciting guy. This will be a really fun fight. But I also think Hernandez can put on a grueling pace if he needs to. And he can put Njokawani in different positions that he hasn't seen in the UFC. So I love the matchup. Let's rock and can't really go wrong. Let's just get this guy fights. Let him fight as often as possible. And I want to see it. Speaking of fights, we don't want to really go back and watch again. I think uh, we the first two main card fights fit that bill. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's just the way that it was, especially how these last three fights ended. Not that the main event was anything that special either, but Tabitha Ricci gets the win over Pagliata-Viana. We're not going back to watch this one. It was what, is what, it, what it was, and Ashley Oder, AK. I don't okay. know. You can't go wrong with anyone from like 25 down in this division, but sure, let's do Tabitha Ricci versus Ashley Oder.
4: Sure, yeah. Uh, Ashley Oder still sticking around, still hanging in there. Uh, well-liked by the UFC, um, just by having a... Three and seven, UFC record. Uh, But you know, she's willing to fight anyone. She's tough. She's hard to put away. Sure. Uh, That you keep saying we were not. By the way, we won't watch the uh, the Ricci um, Viana fight again. But um, if if Viana had done the uh, that that inverted butt scoot that we saw that went viral this week, that would have (laughs) made that would have been amazing. Like she should have tried that at some point because she was real. She really wanted to fight off of her back. I mean, she was really just like, come down. Let's do some jiu-jitsu. And uh, I think maybe she could have goaded her into it if she just turned 180, rotated 180 degrees in the ground and kind of just did whatever the hell that guy was doing. Uh, again, in that clip that I, I assume a lot of people saw. Guys, check out Miss Fist this week if you didn't see it. It was truly bizarre. Um, Lupa Goudinez. lupe Goudinez. I think uh, I, I'm probably a little bit higher on Ricci than others. I get it. Uh, you know, Saturday's fight, not great. But she did enough to win against a very tricky and I think a tough opponent who, again, was trying to force uh, Ricci into fighting a certain way. And uh, Ricci, for the most part, managed to avoid that and, and and fight the way she wanted to, and it was enough to get a um, you know, less than memorable 29-28 uh, win across the board. So, I, I, I mean, I would certainly favor Loopy in that fight, but I do think that there that Ricci is, is a talented fighter, um, and I think we haven't seen the best of her yet. So I'd I'd be willing to throw her in
3: there with Loopy. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd that be an interesting fight. Loopy would certainly take because Loopy would fight freaking anybody <laughs> anytime. So I feel like Loopy's a, a pretty significant ways ahead of her, but if they book that fight, and yeah, it's fine. And then in the main card opener, we had Jun Young Park take on Eric Anders. A lot of people felt like this could have been the R word as well, the a robbery, but uh, I, I have no issue with Jun Young Park winning this fight. What do you think? What, what are we doing here with with Jun Young Park, middleweight division? After he checks out the secret menu at In and Out Burger, thanks to our man <laughs> Jose Youngs.
4: Actually, I'm so sad this fight turned out bad because I actually thought this had the potential to be like chaotic. But but that's kind of the way it is with Eric Andrews. Though, is sometimes you get like occasionally you get like a fun brawl and occasionally you get just like an absolute slog. So unfortunately, we got the sloggy, the sloggy Eric Andrews and the sloggy uh, Jun Young Park on Saturday. I don't know. This is like the first fight of the night that people were kind of like, oh, that's a robbery. But I think like by the end, it's just completely forgotten, I think. And I think if you'll watch it again, be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> could have gone Anders's way. No one would complain. It went Park's way. And you know, I'm not going to be too upset about it. Let's go Edmund Shabazian for Junyong Park. Uh, I, I just don't know where where Shabazian is as a prospect. I think Park is like legitimately a guy who could hang around the OC for a while. I don't think ever like threatened to challenge for a title. But one of those guys who like uh, like a, a two years from now, we're like, wow, Jin Young Park has fought like 15, 16 times in the UFC. That's crazy. So he could be like a Brad Tavares type guy. Uh, and I think so. And I want to know if Shabazian, and if Shabazzian can't um, get past a guy like that or at least put on a decent performance, like in defeat against a guy like that, then we're going to have a really good gauge of where Shabazian is. I think a lot of people just want to see Shabazian fight again. And there's a lot of good options for him to come back. I think Junyoung Park is one of them.
3: I thought about that. That's that's a great choice. I'm just gonna go with the winner, Phil Haas, Deron Win. They're fighting June 18th, UFC Austin, and sure, that's fine. If you did Shabazi, that that'd be really interesting because if Edmund Shabazi and can't. And there's no disrespect to Jung Young Park because I would actually favor. Like if you if they were fighting tomorrow and I had a pick right now, I would pick Jung Young Park to win that fight, just because of the wrestling. He could take him down. He could just lay on him, and things could get real ugly and grindy and grueling. He's not gonna let. Shabazzian do his thing in space, so I think it would be a pretty tough matchup for Shabazzian. So, but that'd be a good test. Now we head to the wild card round, AK. Okay? We're going to select one fighter we have not match made for yet, whether it's someone who is not victorious in the main card or anybody from the prelims, it will match make for them right now. Where are you going, my best friend?
4: Let's go with young Chase Hooper. Uh, I like I've it. Very bad misread this match with Felipe Calaris. I, I, I kind of like Felipe Calaris, maybe that's why. And I thought he had the grappling advantage, but Hooper has that motor. You know, is one is a strong grappler and has that motor. You know, that's a tough thing. To, that's the one thing. One of those things like you kind of can't teach in MMA. Like you know, Clay Guida has made an entire career out of it, um, outworking guys who might be better strikers, better grapplers, better even better wrestlers than him. But uh, there's something about you know that, that being that, that relentless go-getterness that if you have it, you can go a long way in MMA. And Chase Hooper's got some pretty good technique as well, and he showed it on he showed it on Saturday. So, um, fun fight, really strong performance by him. Um, I think well-deserved performance bonus. He could have gone could have gone to a couple other people, but I thought he did a really good job. You know, first two really good performance through two rounds and capped it off with a finish. So good for him. I was really surprised as I was trying to like look up opponents for him. How many people in his range? Like I kind of still have him in obviously the bottom third of the featherweight rankings. So many guys are matched up. Um, I'll go. I'll just read out a bunch of names that I was like considering for him. Like Johnny Munoz, Luis Saldana, uh, who else? i thinking um, T.J. Brown, Sean Woodson, like Mike Trezano. I think Mike Trizan was matched up. Uh, Josh Kulabau. Some of the names I mentioned already matched up with each other. Derek Minner, uh, who I think fights next week, next uh, two weeks from now. Yep. Uh, there was just a lot of like good, like really good options, and I'm like, man, they're kind of booked. And I could have gone with winner of etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but I'll just throw out a name, the first like free name I could find. It's around his age, and I think also, and I think, kind of needs a bounce back performance. Yusuf Zalal, let's let's say Yusuf Zalal, Chase Hooper. Zalal was like looked like such a like a white hot prospect there for a while. Um, he won, he almost won four fights in a year, and then he, he ran some good competition, and you know now he's in a bit of a slump. He's lost three straight. That that happens. That happens to a young fighter. But I think he's really talented. Um, I would like to see him fight Hooper. I think even if Zalal lost and it was four straight, I would hope the UFC would hang on to him. Um, that's the kind of guy you just kind of need to gauge where he is at, you know, um, competition-wise. Hooper would be a really good test for that, and same with Hooper. If he if he beats the Law, then we know that Hooper is um kind of can kind of get bumped up to the next level of of uh of prospects. But there's a lot of good options for Hooper still. Even so, even after he beats the Law, or if he beats the Law, excuse me, I would hope he wouldn't get pushed too fast. But uh, it would all depend on how that fight went.
3: I feel like I have to go with Jailton Almeida here. Of course, I feel like I have to because I, to. I disrespected him by. <laughs> Picking Parker Porter to mm-hmm. beat him, and the reason was I thought he would gas out after the first round because of all the muscles and all that stuff. And you, you me, you jetted me. We all had that peg. This our upset, upset pick of Saturday. Yeah, and and someone someone hit me up and was like, you know, I, this is just positive feedback. If you watch a contender series fight, he had a great gas tank. Yeah, I get that, but he wasn't fighting a guy that was fifty pounds heavier than him. That's a whole different ball game because by the time Pacaporta walked into that octagon, he's probably 275, 280. He cut to 265. So the hoist ups, everything, trying to keep this man on the ground, it's got to be tiring for you. It has to be. So I felt felt Porter puts on a good enough pace where he can make things really interesting if he gets out of the first round. He didn't. It doesn't matter. So my initial thought was, let's just give Jelton, let's just shoot him to the moon. Like that was my initial thought. And then I looked at this division. I'm like, well, everybody's got to fight. Pretty much everybody in the top 15 has, a, has something on the books. But I still want to give this guy something. A name, somebody who somehow is still like just outside of the top 15, which I think is kind of crazy. And a guy that Jelton Almeida is probably going to be a minus 800 favorite over. OSP. OSP. Jilton Almeida versus OSP. Let's go that route. I wow. sorry, OSP. I know it's not going to be a fight that you're going to be all that excited about, but that's just kind of where we're at. We got to do that, and then after that, off to the races.
4: OSP can win some weird fights, though. He can. He can, win, and we're talking about like a big difference in, and this isn't everything, but a big difference in UFC experience. So that would be um, Jelton's third UFC fight. He has a 18 pro bouts, but that'd be his third UFC fight.
3: OSP's 20. Oh, oh no. 20. Oh, what happened? Hello. Hello. We're here. We're here. We're good. Oh, man. What happened? We'll be right back after these oh, words. Hello. Hello.
4: <laughs> hello. I'm back. I'm back. He's I'm back. back. Hello? Can you
3: hear me? Can you we're hear good. Me? I can hear you. I can hear you.
2: uh what was the last
3: thing
4: what you heard from me
3: oh crap hold well, no, up before that <laughs> what, uh, you're talking about how many how many ufc fights osp has okay let me uh, let's i'll look back in hold on
4: uh open st prue uh oh <laughs> let me let me let me try it again
3: no no Come we're on. good we're good we're
4: good no i we're need good. My, I transition perfectly notes.
3: we're good no did did you i sure did we went to did commercial you? break and everything
4: so, Ovin Saint Preux, this will be <laughs> that will be his his next fight will be his twenty sixth UFC fight uh, again versus three UFC fights for Jelton Lameda. But but, I you know, he's an older fighter. I think people would see him as a logical step up. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Um, but I will say, not a walkover, not a walkover for Jelton Lameda. Ovin Saint Preux has seen it all. He's had people. He's been booked against guys who you know people thought would walk over him. He's beaten them. He's lost the guys that he should have beaten. So, yeah, you, you don't know what
3: you're getting. Uh, was there any thought to keeping Jailton at heavyweight? I mean, it doesn't bother me if that's if that's where they go. If he wants to stay there, then sure. If it's something he wants to turn around quick and just stay there, fine. But you can do that for a couple more fights, but eventually at 30, you're not going to be able to kind of bounce back and forth between the between these two divisions. So, I mean, if anybody can do it, maybe he can. Maybe he is the Shamayev of light heavyweight and heavyweight, but I'd like to see him just sort of pick a road and stick with it. But if this is going to be like a Kevin Holland situation where I want to fight six times a year <laughs> and something comes up like last minute for one of these June cards and it's at heavyweight, then be a heavyweight. Eat some donuts, brother.
4: I would love that if you just jumped up to heavyweight it just anytime you felt like it, I was like, yeah,
3: whatever. I'm 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 sitting
4: around. I'm two thirty right now. Screw it. I'm going in. I'm getting, put me in the cage. Let's get after it. Do we have any
3: extracurriculars? Do we have any? So a, many. Oh, so many. So Let's many. Go.
4: Oh my goodness. So we had to find into the le- listener picks this week uh, to keep things brief here. All right. Uh, first of all, Marcus McGahey, calling this the Chidi's elbow edition of uh, on to the next one. I like it. And I'm going to give Marcus a point too. He liked uh, Sarah McMahon versus the Pennington Lad loser. Aspen Lad did lose his decision to Raquel Pennington, and uh, and and now they've been booked for August 13th. So Marcus, there you go. Take your points, sir. Matt Bradbury, I'm going to give a point as well for Billy Quarantillo versus Bill Algio. It's going on July 16th. And uh, listeners, I mean, we can all, literally everyone can share this point. Juliana Pena, Amanda Nunez, too, is official. It was announced on Saturday's broadcast. Uh, UFC 277, May 21st. Everyone knew they were going to fight sometime. Oh, I'm sorry. No, May 21st. What the? July 30th, right? That was what? Oh, what am I doing? <laughs>
3: What am I doing? <laughs> What's right, happening I,
4: here? I, I was I mean, clearly, I just wrote to like yesterday's date while I was making my notes. Uh, July 30th, July 30th. We, I, I, everyone knew they were aiming for a summer booking um, after, you know, after the Ultimate Fighter is done airing. So this is uh, this. I mean, people could have probably called out this date if they wanted to. Um, uh, I do have a. Uh, sorry, let me get my let me go. <laughs> oh, no, we got to get a real soundboard here. Uh, hold on. I do have one of these.
3: We Uh, spend so much money. Like all the other MMA fighting shows, uh get the number crunchers. Like all this money invested, yet I feel like I I feel like we're the most consistently listened to program, and we have to use our cell phones into into our microphones.
4: Uh, Listen, we are we do. This is a homegrown show, and I I would think our our listeners wouldn't want it either way. Anyway, so that's where where were you on that one for? Uh, Brad Riddell versus Jalen Turner. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. Maybe you had some people throw this one to you. I sur- I was looking at my records. People, if I'm mistaken, if you guys uh, called out Riddell Turner and I missed it, let me know. I didn't see anyone mention this. Seems to be It's uh, apparently going down. UFC 276, uh, July 2nd. I don't know how any of us missed it. But uh, where were we on that one? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I have no excuse for it. There you go. Is that it? Uh, no. The other one I think I want to talk about was and i'm gonna to have to go to our our phony soundboard again <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh gosh sorry oh that's a, there's an ad there's an uh, unauthorized ad <laughs> no because uh last week mike you and i asked for a few things we, we two things we asked listeners for and that was um you know any suggestions on kind of like improving the uh you know like how we choose which fighters we decide to make fights for you know we're probably gonna stick with our format but if people had any like you know, good suggestions because, we, you know, we always stick with the winners, maybe the main event loser, depending on who it is. And then our wild card. Right. And we said, well, you know, what about, rank, you know, ranked fighters who are on the prelims or, or you know, shouldn't they get recognition instead of whoever the UFC haphazardly decides to throw on the main card? Like uh, and, and like should like, you know, like this week, should Charlton Almeida have even been a wild card? Wouldn't wouldn't we rather match make for him than like Jun Yong Park? Probably. But anyway, Uh, so, let me see what people had to say here. Our pal, Ren Odenheimer, suggested, uh, well, first he wants to say, uh, I'm fully on board with the rules. Rule, if no changes are made, this will not change my loyalty. But, since we did ask for suggestions, a few to offer. Uh, change the rule from picking fights for all main card winners to picking fights for all main card fighters who don't lose. And that way we can, in the event of a draw or no contest, this gives you the opportunity to pick for both fighters, uh, we've actually like kind of handled this in the past. Usually if it's a draw or no contest, we just say, we do the opposite. We skip. Yeah. Both fighters are out. Yeah. And I, and I like that rule. So yeah, I, I, I think I, I get it. it. would kind of add more time to the show if we did that and not like in a good way. So, uh, add picking fights for both fight of the night fighters. In addition, if you don't agree with UFC's fight of the night, you could pick fights for the fighters that you feel deserve by the night instead. Um, it's not a bad rule. I think very often the fight of the night happens on the main card anyway so you know not not exclusively but very often so we're usually at least getting one of them
3: yeah i think i think the i, I think we should maybe continue to get more suggestions uh I, I'll, I'll continue to hear more from from this individual but we don't want the show to be longer yes let's just let's just throw that out there i think that's, okay. that's priority number one um we don't want the show to be longer. Like, I feel like we give these cards a lot of time. I don't think we, do. we need to give UFC Vegas 55 a two-hour show. Uh, I mean, some
4: people would want it, but those people
3: are <laughs> are sick.
4: Uh, Dax at Pike Putt on uh, Twitter suggested that, oh, you know, we were also asking for, uh, what, what, what we need a bit or we need like a sound thing when you and I have the exact same pick, and he just said, just record a sound soundbite of both of us saying, let's go in unison and play it every time you get a like, a, like a, a strong, let's go. Uh, not a bad suggestion and and probably very doable. And uh, Dax asks, I'm down for ranking, you know, ranked fighters automatically getting a pick, but will that include fighters in other promotions? Because we do, Mike, we do, of course, do the global MMA fighting rankings are global. We include fighters from all promotions, not just UFC rankings. So I think he's asking like, you know, if a big Bellator fight happened, <laughs> would we do that? Again, probably not, probably not. Um, I, one championship bellator wherever you know wherever these guys happen to fight uh pfl mostly just because one we don't want to add more time and two those rosters just aren't as deep so it's usually pretty obvious usually pretty obvious who's what if we, we
3: can... what if we add? what what if we right what if we added to the wild card rule that we could maybe that works oh wow that if we want to mix things okay. up we want to add a bellator we want to add a okay. one it is a wild card we could it, we, it is wild we could be as wild as we want to be
4: let's wait for the next week where we have like a one a bellator a pfl and a ufc card on the same week it happens more frequently than people i mean a pfl kicks back into gear next month so let's wait till next month let's wait till there's a week where we have a bunch of ranked guys fighting and we can revisit it though again with something like pfl after that the upcoming cars are gonna have their playoffs kind of set so it's kind of pointless um bellator is an option okay We'll consider it. I like that. So Dax, good suggestion and something we can play around with. And then, uh, Mike, was, we were talking about this before the show. It was James McDonald, the loyal no listener, who suggested that you and I use the the um, <laughs> Saved by the Bell Friends
3: Forever. I like it.
4: Yeah, I think I don't know the right. I think I, I, I can't play too much. Or we're going to get 50, uh, sued, But Oh, no, we're good. This is a podcast. No, I think you can only. Isn't
3: it you can only play like like still like don't they have the 60 second rule or something? I think we're OK. I think podcasts, it's open. It's open. It's open up. We can't do it on oh. YouTube. We'd be demonetized in the YouTube oh, world. Listen, that is th- this is this is copyrighted material by the Sage by the Bell
4: band, which I don't even remember what they were called. Zack
3: Attack. Come on,
4: dude. Oh, my. OK, well done. Good for you.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I have an elephant's brain when it comes to awful <laughs> television from the 90s. Well, it's got a very clippable hook. So, I mean, I'm not let me let me you know what.
4: James McDonald, let me, I will bookmark, oh, I did bookmark it already, let me bookmark your tweet and then uh, maybe we will, we will isolate this clip and that is something we can run. Yes.
3: We need to get a we producer. Go. We need to get a, a, a live producer to put these in there. I like it. We will work I on about... that. I, I like that idea. Anytime we can incorporate "Say by the Bell, yes. Jed and I have been saying for a while that Mark Paul Gosselaar who played Zach Morris and Mario Lopez who played AC Slater should have alternate commentary. On Eagle FC broadcasts, so this would tie in perfectly. Wait, why? <laughs> what is there, is con- Is
4: this just because you are the president of Eagle FC? What is oh no, con- this is
3: before the draft. We just thought because Henry Cejudo is just the worst commentator in yes. history, and if we're Fair. looking for other options, and if we can't jump on Twitter Spaces to do alternate commentary, that the Flexcast app will provide another option for commentary. We have a. a we just have those two guys. A.C. Slater and Zach Morris, who are martial artists. Oh, okay. Zach's a jujitsu guy. Mario Lopez has done a lot of boxing commentary. And some jujitsu as well. Okay. So we just have those two guys sitting around watching fights. Like, Manning cast, we have Eli and Peyton watching all these events. Why can't we have Zach and Slater watching these events and, and giving their thoughts? I think that's a tremendous idea. Will they be in character as Zach and, and Slater, or...? <laughs> If they can, can be. If, if Mario <laughs> Lopez can sit backwards in his chair like he did at the max, I'm totally okay with that. Just like Tony Ferguson did at the at his pre-fight media scrum for UFC 274. So do we have anything else or are we ready for no, the disclaimer?
4: No. Uh, thank you, Ren, Dax, and James for your suggestions. Uh, strong suggestions. Strong suggestions. Tremendous. And, uh, yes. Again, we, we don't want to tweak the format too much, but hey, you never know. Someone might come along with some game-changing suggestions, and maybe we will. Uh, again, I do like the wild card rankings idea. It's kind of fun. Okay, uh, yeah, no, standard disclaimer for listener picks. Guys, categories rule. We like to focus on, on picks that are made by just, like, if you're the only person, you're going to get yourself a sweet, sweet, on oh, no point. Uh, please, guys, pay attention. Weight class. Have these people fought already? Uh, is there a notable injury that we know this person's not going to be fighting anytime soon? Have they been released by a promotion? Uh, fighter could already be booked. This happens a lot, et cetera, et cetera.
3: And uh, your picks might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. By the way, before I get into the listener picks, I I, I, I want to throw this out there. If the UFC, AK, if the UFC books Leon Edwards versus Hamza Shemayev for the interim welterweight title, if they go ahead and book this fight, do I win, Otno? Do I win? Because I've been if saying this since November. That Hamza this is the idea. versus
4: Leon for the for interim, the interim title.
3: title. Let's just say Usman, because Usman doesn't seem like he's in any rush to come back right now. He says that things have taken a little longer. Shamayev took to Twitter, said, Leon, let's fight. If the UFC books Shamayev Edwards interim title before Usman comes back, do I win? Did I beat the game? I mean, you get
4: an odd no point from my personal collection.
3: I get multiple uh, odd no points. You yeah, get, well, I've had to defend that pick for months, and now that I have heck of a morning, <laughs> I've had to defend that pick almost on every single episode.
4: This sounds personal. Like this is this is a this is a fiery like you're not just asking for credit you want you want an apology almost i feel like from some of the haters out there
3: i want people to line up and shake my hand and say you are the auto <laughs> the greatest otto picker of all time kiss the otto ring just the custom, <laughs> yeah. custom Otno ch- championship ring uh and
4: in, in the you know in the same design as like a patriot super bowl ring should be kissed on mike's hand if you get this right
3: because i think we're getting closer and closer I think the chances are growing by the day. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Let's get into the listener picks. These are all Instagram DMs. Dylan, hey Mike, not such a bad card after all. Here's my picks. I'm, ooh boy, I'm saving this for the end. He is with me, Almeida versus OSP at light heavyweight. But then he kind of falls off a little bit. Cheaty versus the winner of Alonzo Metafield and Mazaroff, Because Chidi's the middleweight, right? So that doesn't really work.
4: Okay, that, yeah. Those that's are light bit. heavyweights.
3: I mean, I mean, listen, maybe maybe he just wants to bounce around, stay busy, and just give us fun fights. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Pajada versus Luke a. Luke A is booked, by the way, against Jeff Neal. but he says, I think they could push someone like Pajada because he could sell tickets. Him and Luke A would be pure chaos, and I'm all for it. So maybe it's a win or lose pick. Vieira versus Raquel Pennington. Call me crazy, but I'd love to see it. Holly Holm versus Katie Taylor. Just whenever, maybe after Taylor fights Serrano one more time. Boxing, obviously. I actually still feel like Holly Holm is like the only MMA fighter right now that has any, besides maybe Anderson Silver and Jake Paul, but all these MMA fighters are calling out all these boxers. Like Usman keeps calling out Canelo. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Chris Cyborg and all these other fighters are calling out Katie Taylor. Holly Holm has the only legit chance, in my opinion, to get any of these fights and actually be somewhat competitive. But here's the one I want to ask you about, AK. Dylan suggests Chase Hooper versus Ryan Hall,
4: the Padawan versus the Master. We just got Chase Hooper back on the right track. I know you want to end his career. (laughs) Why? 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 I'm finally starting to come around on the Chase Hooper. I've always liked him, but I'm finally starting to come around on the... I see the path for him becoming a UFC contender with like a, a title contender, not a title contender, I should say, but like a top 20 guy within like three years. I'm talking long game here. I'm talking about like end, end of 2023. We start saying, oh, Chase Hooper should fight a top 20 featherweight. Like that's how far ahead. Um, again, I think very highly of his skills, marketability, personality. It's great. He's gonna. He's just gonna keep growing. He looked. He just looked stronger to me on Saturday. Um, which, again, makes sense. He's, what, 22 years old, right? I mean, he's not even close to fully mature yet. Uh, so, no, I, I hate it. I hate it. I think Ryan Hall would just – it's a ground fight. Ryan Hall would just annihilate him at this point. Ryan Hall is a man. <laughs> Ryan Hall's a grown-ass <laughs> man.
3: You don't throw a boy in there with him. I hate that man. Oh, man. All right, Brandon Nunez. Uh, Michelle versus Wonderboy. Holly Holm versus Macy Chieson. I mean, that's probably kind of in the wheelhouse where you could so, go. So many people are saying just
4: have them fight at featherweight and then the winner gets a title shot. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> There's a lot of that,
3: yeah. Uh and I love this pick. Cheaty versus the guy who heckled Mike on heck of a morning. <laughs> love that pick. What was this? Let's I heard go. did
4: someone did I'm I i did not listen to every show this week. Did did someone cuss you out on the show?
3: Okay, so I believe this is the third this is the Thursday show. So I went on my little rant and there were some sure. people who requested to ask questions like they always do so one individual i picked him first i said you're gonna be first how are you doing his response was oh hang on a second i'm doing something i said all right i was like "I'm i'm gonna pull you out and when you're ready when you finish doing what you're doing hop back in i'll get you right on so i took a call someone had had a good question and then i brought him back in bring him back in and he called me a b-word for dropping him out of the call he said i was talking to myself uh that i was a 45 year old idiot get i need to get a real job and then he was like i'm talking to you and then i hung up on him i said no you're not not anymore you're not um and it was just a weird awkward moment it was the first time it has happened on the show we've had some like We've had some people just cuss a little bit and say some things, but no one's ever, like, attacked me personally, but that happened on Thursday, and to a lot of, a lot of people come into my defense. I appreciated that. So, yeah, it was a weird, very strange moment, but I thought I handled it well, and it was a memorable time. My, be- my best friend, I'm sorry I wasn't there.
4: I'm sorry I wasn't there for you in your time of need. <laughs> I, I saw someone comment about it later. I, I don't know if I'm finding comments or on, tw- on uh, Twitter or something, so I'm referring to it. I, I totally missed the incident, and, I mean, in some ways, I'm kind of glad I missed it because I don't want to hear anybody, anybody talk to you like that, but also... I, don't know. I wish I could have reached the internet and beat the
3: crap out of this person. It's all right. Now Chidi's going to do it for me, and we're good. good. Uh, speaking of heck of a morning, Christopher is almost a daily caller on heck of a morning. said, hey, Mike, I tried to send these to AK, but I think I'll start alternating between you two goats. Bringing my positive heck of a morning vibes over to Otto. Here are my picks sure. from UFC Vegas 55. Sam Hughes versus Pietro Rodriguez. Chase Hooper, he's with you, versus Yusuf Salal. Jonathan Martinez versus Julio Arce. Euros Medich versus Matt Frivola, and that is in case Matt Frivola gets re-signed to the UFC, because he's still a free agent as far as I'm concerned. He's also on the Almeida OSP train. Joseph Holmes versus Brian Battle. I like that idea. The Iron Turtle versus Wellington Turman. By the way, that might be the most popular pick I got was I Iron saw. Turtle, Wellington Turman. I got a whole lot of those. I got a lot of Holmes battle.
4: Holmes, Holmes battle was a very popular and I think I think really logical as well. I like that
3: pick. Mm-hmm. Uh Tabitha Ricci versus Cheyenne Velismus, Chidi and versus Ian Heinish. Okay. Marcus. I got I got a lot of that
4: too. A lot yeah. a lot of Njokuani Heinish.
3: Marcus, Caitlin Vieira versus Jermaine Durandamy. which yeah. that is the name, by the way, that I that I referred to earlier. Yeah,
4: it's weird. I think a lot of people we kind of have to remind people of this every week guys the UFC roster watch that Twitter account UFC roster watch it's not a bad account at all like it it is kind of good for keeping track of like you know rapidly be keeping track of signings and people getting released but it it is it is based on and again I think mean, I think it's a bot it is based on pulling names off of the UFC's fan rankings list or something? The pool, yeah, where pool. they can rank fighters. So when a fighter's name gets removed from there, then the, the bot or whoever runs the account will automatically take that name and tweet out such and such was removed from the roster. That does not mean they're released. It just means usually again they they could be in some contractual limbo or just inactivity. They haven't fought in a while. Again that happened to Joanna. Obviously she wasn't released. Uh and GDR uh at GDR we know has not been released. So uh, yeah, she's still around. So I'll tell guys, like I wouldn't tell people like don't keep track of the roster watch Twitter thing account, but like just remember it does it does not mean that especially if it's a bigger name, probably means they haven't been released. This happened with the uh, with uh, Gillespie as well recently too. Just again, yeah, in got a yeah, happened to a in, few different people. In inactivity in just kind of gets you out of there sometimes.
3: What else? Cheedy versus Edmund Shabazian, Tabitha Ricci versus mm-hmm. Sam Hughes, just match them up. Jung Young yeah. Park versus Ian Heinisch, another one of those. uh, Joseph Holmes, A J. Dobson. Okay. Jel- Jeltan Almeida Ryan Span. I actually like that idea. That's a yeah. that's a good pick. I saw a couple, of, and someone told me they've kind of been pushing for
4: it for a while. So I'm like, yeah, that's logical.
3: Euros Medich versus uh, Rafa Garcia. Chase Hooper versus Isaac Dulgarian. Uh, I think it's not a bad choice. Dulgarian, I believe, is move is is tr- the reason he hasn't debuted yet is I believe he's trying to move to 135. So I you think that's you- his plan contender series he's a looking for a fight guy oh of course oh, how, 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 my mistake uh and then he tried to sneak in sam hughes tab at the Ricci again but like reversed it instead of tab at the Tabitha Ricci versus sam hughes and did sam hughes versus tab at the Ricci? they probably
4: uh, had one written down like the sam hughes matchup like well actually why would they write that anyway and
3: happens. then so i'm gonna kind of boo you there and then i'm gonna totally boo you out of the building marcus with jonathan martinez versus chris gutierrez come on seriously those two guys would never fight they're like besties, they train together, they're Factory-X mm-hmm. guys. I'm sure Chris Gutierrez helped Jonathan Martinez prepare for this fight since they both fought Vince Morales and they had identical game plans. Come on, I'm booing you out of the
4: building. Ouch, ouch. that's the one, I, keep, I always forget to add that in the disclaimer, teammates thing. But I think I've made that mistake before, so maybe I don't want to be too harsh on it. But I should add to the standard disclaimer, disclaimer. just to remind people, check if guys are teammates.
3: Yes. Tino Alvarez, Sam Hugh- another Cheyenne Velasquez pick. Sam Hughes versus Cheyenne Velasquez. I actually like that. I like that fight a lot. Because yeah, I like it. We haven't seen Cheyenne in a while. Chase Hooper versus Charles Rosa. I like that pick. Yeah. I think that's a that,
4: That's a really real experience. That's was one of the name that was the other name I really thought of, but boy, big experience gap there though,
3: eh? Yeah, big really like it. Gap. Really like it. I think that's mm. that's a I think that's a, a pretty even fight. Jonathan Martinez versus Casey Kenny. I like that. Another popular one this week. I saw a lot of this. Euros Medic versus Slava Claus. Like oh, I didn't get one? any of those. I, I got, got a, got a lot bunch of those.
4: Medich Malarkey.
3: Tabitha Ricci versus Monsterat Kaneho. Chidi yeah. Bang Bang versus Christoph Yako. I don't know if I want to see that for Chidi. It's just, no. I want him in just sort of firefights. Yeah. I want him to get a little bit of a step up, but I don't want a Christoph Yako set up. I have up. a lot of respect for Yako, but he's not
4: someone I would describe as a fun fighter.
3: He likes Pejeta versus Jorge Mazadal, but if he can't get Mazadal for obvious reasons, Steven Thompson, but he, we're all in agreement that he deserves a big fight. Kelvin Vieira versus the winner. We're going, we're going title fight here versus the winner of Peña Nunes too? Sure. Uh, wow. Adam Marvin. Pejeta versus Magni when he loses to Rakabanov. Okay. Very confident. Damn. Chidi versus Petrosky, Both had relatively quick finishes and want to get back in there soon, get him on the Texas card? Sure. Vieira versus the winner of... McMahon versus Ladd, with don't, a question think mark.
4: Inge- Sorry, don't you think Njukwanyi would like, at this point in their careers, would like kill
3: Petroski? If it's standing, but what if it gets to? The, what if it goes to the ground? Petrosky's very I good down there,
4: for sure. But I just think like again, this is an experience gap thing for me. It's like it is. It is a striker grappler matchup. But I think like Njukwanyi has some takedown defense, and it's just just been and just has fought much better competition. I don't. I don't really like that
3: one. Okay, we go to Canada. With Canadian Bryants. Good morning, Mike and AK. Took a couple weeks off. Great golfing weather is sparse in Canada. But we're back for this absolutely stacked card. Wild card pick, Jelton Almeida. This is another popular one versus Iwan Kuchalaba. Mm-hmm. Tabitha Ricci versus Mizuki Inue. I feel like her return's got to be close. Chidi versus Joaquin Buckley. Win or lose versus Albert Dureyev. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a great pick. <laughs> Michelle Paheda versus Jorge Maz. Dot dot dot. No, I'm kidding. That would be an amazing fight, but that'll never happen. So let's do Pajada versus the winner of Tim Means versus Kevin Holland. Oh. Ooh, you, you like that one? That is All right. good. All right. That is good. Uh Caitlin Vieira versus whoever has the belt after the Nunes versus Peña Saga, because of Nunes wins, they're running it back for a third time, no doubt. Plus, let's be honest, Holm won that fight. Okay. Daniel Marculas, Hooper versus Tristan Connolly AK.
4: Yeah, I like it. I like it. I I I think in the eyes of the matchmakers. Uh, Hooper might have kind of vaulted a little bit past him with um, with that win on Saturday, but Connolly is exactly the kind of veteran test who I think is like yes, has experience, but also is not like so far above Hooper um, that like it's unreasonable. That's, that's actually pretty good. I, I thought that's definitely what I considered.
3: He also likes Jonathan Martinez versus Boy Martinez because we can make the hashtag Martinez on Martinez. Love it. Dig it. Pacaporta House Porter versus Jake Collier. Stick into this one from a while back. Almeida versus whoever he wants because you don't, because you need to have some balls to tell that behemoth no. But in all seriousness, he's going Almeida versus Iwan Kuchalaba. The tiny mustache man Holmes versus AJ Thompson. Baby Shark versus Monster at Ruiz for the shortest UFC fight possible. Oh. Cheaty versus Mahmoud Muradov, assuming his hand issue is resolved. Pajeda versus the loser, Bagdi Shafkot. Ponzinibbio, Randy Brown. I like that idea. Uh, Ponzinibbio versus Randy Brown. Gerard Biag and Caitlin Vera versus GDR because Shevchenko will jump the line or a trilogy between Nunes Pena. Holly Holm retirement fight versus Sarah McMahon. I assume win or lose against Aspen Ladd. Michelle Paheda versus Michael Chiesa. Santiago Ponzanibio Chaos Williams. John Young Park versus Andre Petroski. Chase Hooper versus Jamal Emmers. John, Re- I- go ahead.
4: How do you like the Pereira-Kiesa uh, matchup? Like, I didn't like it at first. But I saw, a lot, I got a ton of those. And I was kind of like, I don't really love
3: it, but... I think it's fine. Like, yeah. if we're, it's it's a top 10 guy, right? Kiesa's still in the top 10, isn't he? He is. I mean, rankings-wise, it makes sense. Like, stylistically, I don't know if I like it.
4: Like, I just don't want... Like, it's tough fight. I feel, K- like, why I throw Pereira in there with a grappler? Like, I don't want... But again, he's going to have to... I get it. He's going to have to fight... You know diverse styles as he goes up in the rankings, anyway. So
3: yeah, it's not
4: bad. I yeah. didn't, I just didn't jump out to me right away, but a lot of people called for it. So I'm like, maybe there's some legs to it.
3: And then lastly, for me, John Ray Hughes versus Carnelosi, Martinez versus the Stamen Wineland winner. I believe that fight's happening June 18th. Okay. Uros Medic versus Ferez Zayem mm-hmm. on September 3rd, of course. I like that idea. Holmes versus Holmes versus the Phil Haas Duran win winner. Okay, that might be a little soon, but mm. Jun Young Park versus you say you say an Iron Turtle cheaty Bang Bang. Let's go match the two oh, winners sure. up. Yeah, you can just do that. Ricci versus Kanako Morata, Pieta versus Kiesa. I guess since the UFC went and booked Luke a already, Home versus the Lad McMahon winner, and then Vieira versus GDR. So there's there's yeah. the uh, the IG picks. We head over to you, my best friend.
4: Yeah, I think, I think like Vieta versus GDR would have been like the most popular pick for her if it wasn't for the fact that like people just were like, where is GDR? Because um, the other popular pick was, I know, you know, a bunch of people mentioned it. Just give uh, just give Vieta the title shot. Um, here's the level of excitement that we're dealing with here, though. This is from Casey Carpenter. Uh, uh, Casey says, I say just give Ketlin the title fight. Amanda already has beaten the others in the top five. She wins. I don't want three straight fights and if Pena wins. She needs a new challenger. So it's almost like by default that we're just like, yeah, I guess throw in there. Uh, Casey also says uh, another reason why I think Ketlin can get the title fight is for Valentina would probably fight Misha if Misha beats uh, Misha Tate beats Lauren Murphy next. Oh, instead of going back to bantamweight um, from a business standpoint, it makes sense for her to fight Tate. Tate's the biggest star. Um, one of the biggest stars currently in women's MMA still. So um <laughs> so that's two that's like two scenarios where it's just kind of like Kellen Veda gets the, gets the shot because other options like either wouldn't want to take it or or it's just Amanda has already beaten all these other names so like people are really not jumping at this this uh, Veda title shot thing like they kind of suge- everyone like suggested it but you get the sense they just just to do it like just to just to give Veda something to do and to give whoever walks out of that rematch a,
3: a challenger so by the way, good job <laughs> for the uh, future matchmaking here. And if we were planning on maybe ripping a, ma- a particular matchup, uh, some breaking news oh. on this Sunday morning uh, it actually came out a couple of days ago, but I must have just missed it. Derek Minner out of his fight with Damon Jackson. No, uh, said a clash of heads in training led to a concussion <sighs> that has forced him to withdraw from his June fourth matchup with Damon Jackson. First time in sixty fights. And in fourteen years, that an injury has put him out of a fight, but head head injuries are quote something I can't tough out like all the rest. I'll be back better than ever. Appreciate all the love and support. I will enjoy my hashtag girl gang. Get healthy and be back as soon as possible. So there you go. Oh, that's, tough, that's, tough news.
4: Yeah, but good good to hear that he's putting his health first. Uh, you know, uh, again, yeah, he's fought for a while. he's fought for a long time, and uh, it's I think we're all okay with Derek Miner. Um said so, as he said for if it's a, when you're dealing with the brain, I mean, that's serious. he's been in a lot of fights, certainly. Uh, how do you feel about Jun Yong Park versus Nick Maximov? This is feel like because I feel like this was recommended actually a while ago when, when Maximov was winning fights. I think people want to see him fight Jun Yong Park and now I guess people are revisiting this um too, too soon for maximov
3: like no if I mean he fought Puna Soriano, so I feel yeah. like i I feel like this would be fine. yeah, Nick I'm parks okay. in that range, I'm, yeah, I'm cool with that. I saw I got a lot
4: of Holmes versus Josh Fremd. Is there some heat there that I'm not aware of?
3: Well, they're both they're both looking for a fight, guys. Oh, okay. Um but I believe Josh Fremd is booked if I just have to Let me I, I know Josh Fremd just fought Anthony Hernandez and yeah. I'm surprised that he's be, he's booked right away. Um Nope. Never mind. Yeah, Uh, He was scheduled to fight Treshawn Gore July 9th, but Fremd had to withdraw from the fight. So that is technically still uh, an option. And I like Josh Fremd against anybody. That's a good fight. I actually like that fight. If he's going to fight Treshawn Gore, I feel like Joseph Holmes is probably like a step ahead of Treshawn Gore. Just one step. I think experience-wise, UFC, Mm. both guys, uh, you know, a a fight or two. Mm -hmm. Both were on reality shows of, of sorts for the promotion to get them to the UFC. So, yeah, I like it. The other one I saw, I think
4: people just wanted to see me pronounce these names. Uh, Holmes versus the Mikhailidis Fekretinov winner, June fourth. Nice try, guys. I do my research on these things. Boom. Um, I don't think I heard you say this one. I got a lot of this one. Jaelton Almeida versus Khalil Roundtree. I hate this matchup. Uh, yeah, I don't like it.
3: That's I don't know why. Perfect. Like, I should. I. Sh- I feel like I should what? like it more.
4: I don't. Know. That's a two-minute submission win for Jaelton Almeida. Yeah, he's taking him. He's taking him down in the first like first minute, and then finishing him in the next minute. Yeah,
3: respectfully. respectfully I know. I know where you're coming tree. from. I Why feel like it's, wanted... sh- it's one of those fights that like we think about it, and if we saw the poster, we'd be like, "Oh, cool!" But if we actually like watched the tape and did research, we would just be, like, "Oh boy, this is." I feel like we could put these two guys in mm. in different fights. Please, terrible style matchup. Terrible. <laughs> I, Almeida would have to
4: be honestly. And I like Roundtree a lot. Almeida, I, I would make him like a minus 600 favorite. That's how strongly I feel about Almeida and that style matchup. I don't like it. Uh, and I love this one. This one made me – I had to think about it for a second. Chase Hooper versus Brian Kelleher. Now, at first I was like, oh, that's not really the same weight class. And then I remembered, well, Brian Kelleher's kind of been – he's fought more at 145 in the last like two years than he's fought at 135. And experience-wise, again, he's the right um, – it's kind of in the right place for him. Well, I mean he has so much more experience, but I like – He'll fight anyone. He loves to fight guys with a name. Chase Hooper certainly has a name now. I'm kind of okay with it. I uh, Hooper will probably have a pretty big size advantage, but um,
3: I don't mind it. Hooper Kelleher, you think that's that's a good logical next option? Wouldn't hate it. Big fan of oh. both those guys. It'd just be be a tough watch. Be a tough it, watch because someone would be. have to lose that fight.
4: Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, go, uh, look, all right. Now go to some individual uh, listeners here. Uh, first timer. Matthew, I hope I'm pronouncing this last night. Matthew Gamizi. First time making an auto-pick, long-time fan of the show. First off, what a KO by Chidi. Excited to see where he goes. And I want to see Chidi versus Puna Soriano. Michelle Pereira versus Keza. And Ketlin Bear get a title shot. So there we go. Uh, Dad, Jackson. Medich versus Michael Johnson. I don't know what they do with Michael Johnson now at this point. Um, oh, here's a good one. I, I'm gonna have, I always have to ask you about Hooper uh cj at Picks on instagram how do you feel about uh hooper versus joe anderson brito I'm not very
3: it's not bad it's not bad i don't like it we just got like a lot of, outside the ufc experience so yeah brito's really good he's tough but maybe chase hooper's really good no, i don't know
4: you know i'm jumping the gun after off, off of a I'm future fight
3: future top 15 fight
4: someday okay, okay. dylan shoot uh I don't know about this, but I know she would take it. Uh, Tabitha Ricci versus Angela Hill.
3: Angela Hill probably pieces her ass up at this point, right? Yeah, but if Ricci gets her down, it's interesting. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah, Angela's Angela's kind of in a tough spot right now, so.
4: Uh, MMA heads. I really like this matchup, and and I'm going to repeat this a bunch of times because there was a lot of people, I think, looking really far ahead to kind of make matchups. Uh, MMA heads. Jun Young Park versus Gerald Meerschaert. Uh, Bruno Silva loser. I love the idea. The only problem is that's an August 13th. A lot of, um, again, a lot of uh, listeners this week made picks like, oh, such and such versus uh, this upcoming fight that's like in like August. That's a long time to wait for a lot of these guys. We're talking almost three months, and then they have to wait for the, you know, whoever is selected from that fight to rest, recover, sign on. So you're talking about keeping someone on the shelf for like five months minimum probably six months Um, Jun Young Park I think he'll be okay I don't think he's suffered any major injuries probably wants to get back in there soon so I'm going to read some more of these but generally guys if you picked a fight for uh, like a a matchup winner in August I just don't think it's likely you're just asking someone to wait a long time and uh, also Chase Hooper versus TJ Laramie I think Hooper has passed him in the like pretty far past Laramie now in the prospect rankings I think Laramie has to build his name back up yeah he hasn't been great in the UFC so far
3: no, he's only he's only fought twice, right?
4: Did he fight twice or three? Or he's only fought time? once. He's fought twice. He's definitely fought twice. Um, and I like the idea, just again, age wise and experience wise. But I do think uh, Hooper has. Why he? right? He? 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 He's zero two. So Hooper's kind of trending again. Hooper's kind of past him. I could see the fight being made. I just think if they did, it would clearly be because they think like Hooper's going to like smoke him and build on. I don't know if it's like a great matchup competitively. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bradbury. Uh, I always want to read this. This is a call-out. Well, I want to call-out, and then I think they also had a really good pick, dude. Jonathan Martinez versus Nathaniel Wood. Now, Nathaniel Wood, I'm pretty sure, is moving up to 145. He said that uh, publicly. Now, maybe Jonathan Martinez should, too, but he made wait for this fight. If he can make 135, I think Martinez is, is like legitimately a guy to watch in this division. So I would hold off on that. It, it's definitely not going to happen at 135. I, I think Wood is going to try his hand at featherweight for sure. But I did like... Jailton Almeida versus Alexi Olinick. Why? Come on. I like a graph two grapplers. Just throw them in there. If he could submit Olinik, that'd be pretty that'd be pretty fun.
3: Now, here's I'm with you, but this can't be a. This can't be a bounce around situation. This has to be a. I am committing to moving up to heavyweight. Oh. And yeah, it has to be one of those things. Those are the guys who should get this Olenek fight. Because those are the guys who will probably beat Olenek and do it way better than others have. Like, Sergei... Sp- like, we're not... Jelton Almeida will not Sergei Spivak this opportunity. He will go out there and probably just put it on Mr. Olenek and do it quickly and decisively. And he will do what you're supposed to do in these types of situations. So, if he is committed to heavyweight, if that's where he's going then I'm in. If not, um, you, if, we, if we're doing the bounce around game, no. That was,
4: like very, that was very That was very dadish of you. You really put your foot down there with Jelton. Like, Jelton, I know you wanna have fun. I know you're young, you wanna have fun. But you gotta,
3: son, you gotta commit to something. You yeah, gotta, it's one or the you other. You gotta commit. It's not all fun and games, Jelton. You want this opportunity to fight Alexia Linick? <laughs> then you gotta commit, son. You can't go to two colleges, you gotta pick one. <laughs> I disagree. I, I'm
4: like I'm like Go go do your freshman year at uh, you know uh, UCLA, and if you want, go travel the world for a year, and then come back and you know go go to go to University of Southern California. Whatever you want to do, you know, for I don't know, but I, I don't think he needs to commit. I'm fine with him jumping around. But that would be an interesting one uh, if he took that. I would think like he's you know taking heavyweight seriously. Uh, one email here from Otno Coin Collector. Uh, who says I'm? I, I was overjoyed to earn my first coin, but investing so heavily in Otno for, forced me back into the kitchen for wedding season catering. Oh no! Uh, so he's got do 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 matchup ideas, put me in a springtime slump. <laughs> the small window I have between Saturday night and when the best friends get down to business on Sunday morning leaves me little time to submit picks. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So typically, watching the bus on Sunday, uh, listening to the previous show during the marathon service, where I mostly feed pretty appetizers to drunk guests. But man. Did I have to raid submit this week after catching the main event at 2 30 in the morning? As always, thanks for the audio indulgence. And I believe uh, Odd oh, No Coin Collector is mad because they feel that Holly Holm won. So uh, Holm versus Pennington, number one contender matchup. Is there any justice in the world? No, if there's any justice in the world, we never see that fight again. <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh, oh, they're also with me on Hooper versus uh, Yusuf Zalal. But uh, Odd oh, no Coin Collector, I'm, I hope you find more time to uh, submit picks. And I hope you're. Your heavy investment in Otno coin, um doesn't uh, doesn't lead you astray, which it shouldn't. All right. Let's wrap up here with Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to read all these, but I'll read some of these. Uh, Braden O'Neill likes Almeida versus St. Prue. So there you go. That's something. Jonathan Martinez versus Victor Henry. Uh, I like the fight. I just don't think that gets made. I don't either. Oh, I love this one. At Derek Hot Stuff. Angel Kowani versus Calvin Gastelum. I love this because I think, like I said, I know we've been saying for literally like the last 48 hours, we shouldn't care about Njokawani being a contender and I just put him in fun fights. I think this is both a fun fight and one where I get it. I know Gaslam is, you know, has been a top 10, top 15 guy for a long time. And people might not view Njokawani in that way, but he's a veteran. He's been around. I'm okay with throwing him into this fight. And Gaslam, he needs a win. So people think this is an easy win for Gaslam, which I don't think it is. But if people think it is that, then then good for Calvin. Get himself back in the win column over a guy who's been white hot since joining the UFC.
3: Two things. One, mm-hmm. uh, apologies if you hear any screaming in the household. The heck household is a little crazy right now. <laughs> um, secondly, what's that? Okay. Dracus duplessis has entered the chat, and he hates that pick. Even though Drikus Duplassi <laughs> is fighting Brad Tavares, he's like, I'm getting gasoline before anybody is, son, wow. if I beat Brad Tavares. So... I don't love, I mean, I get where he's calling with this, but I just feel like, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel it. Like, I feel like we're, you fight Calvin Gastel now to propel yourself up towards like a top 10, top five type of situation. And I feel like Duplessis, I feel like Duplessis is more that guy right now. How about, how about this idea? A.K. Cheety versus Chris Curtis.
4: Uh, win or lose versus Hadolfo uh, yeah, Vieira. Correct. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great fight.
3: Like these are the types of fights, that's and I feel fight. like I. Feel, and if Chris Curtis beats Hadolfo Vieira, I feel like he has more of a right to the Kelvin Gastelum fight than Chidi does. Oh wow! So you've got a couple of people ahead of uh, Chidi in the yeah, Gastelum. see he could get, get there. CPs. Yeah, he could get there. But I mean, Chris Curtis is just—he's done just ridiculous things and. Lots of upsets, done them on short notice. Chidi's doing really well, but I feel like Chidi's still in like fun fight territory. Okay. It took us this long to get Machuelpa Heda into like these kinds of conversations. This is true. Five wins in a row, and it, listen, that's good for Chidi. That just means he's making a big strong impact. And if you want to, I like the concept. I just don't. I don't think it's feasible right now.
4: Let's revisit this if Chidi, uh, whatever his next fight is, let's say he goes 3-0 in 2020, uh, 2022, gets some uh, fighter of the year. If he gets another, like, first round knockout, we're talking about legitimate, like, top five fighter of the year candidate, I think. Well, we'll see by the end of the year. Yeah. I, I put a lot of weight in, in, like, fun win streaks, I will say. I, sure. I, I think if people look at our our ballots from last year, like, I wanted to put Chris Curtis in there. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff. Anyway, uh, Marcus McGahey, Michelle Panetta versus Sean Brady. I think he's kind of past Brady right now, and it would there's like that would be going backwards for him. For Bahana? I, I, oh, well, oh, no, Sean Brady beat Keyes. Well. Ugh.
3: I don't Philly's, know. I don't... Philly's on the phone. and they, I they said, AK, how dare you? How dare you? Yeah. I feel like it'd be a step back for Brady.
4: It could happen. You know what? You're right. I mean, I spoke, I spoke to you soon. It could happen. <laughs>
3: uh...
4: Oh uh, Steven Brighter. I forgot to mention him. Uh, he's with you on Holly versus Tate too. I-, I think we're gonna see Holly Holm versus Tate too at some point. Like it'd be it would be ri- it'd be ridiculous for Misha Tate to come back and not fight Holly Holm at some point. Like that is one of the reasons I would think. I'm not that she necessarily needs to fight Holm again, but there's money to be made there. And it's just a it's just a great fight. Their first fight was really good. I'd love I'd love to see them fight again. Uh, four corner sports NY, John Young Park versus Buckley, win loser draw against Durayev. Uh Jelton, a-, a lot of people keeping Jelton at heavyweight. Jelton Almeida versus Tanner Bozer. I'm not against it. Sean Haywood. Chase Hooper versus Tucker Lutz. Yuros Medici versus Chris Gritzemacher. Uh, Tabitha Ricci versus Ariane Carnelosi. Yeah, I kind of like all those. Hayes third. Oh, I like this. And Joe Quani versus the Kyle Baraglio uh, Armin Petrosian winner. Fun fight. Fun fight. Yeah, I'm into it. I like it. Um, Jailton Almeida versus... Uh, here's someone bringing him back to the 205. Jelton Almeida versus Jacoby Dustin Jacoby Daon Jung loser, July 16th. Mm. I don't yeah. mind it. I, yeah, not I bad. Not bad. Uh, let me just skip ahead here. I got a lot of these. Thomas Collins Medici versus Mason Jones. Jelton Almeida versus Enzo Chuku. I, I think he'd be a, he'd be an insane favorite against Chuku. So, but again, it depends how the UFC wants to build this guy. Up. I'm not sure. He's on a weird he's on a weird funky path right now. Barry O'Reilly, Medici versus Mike Davis, banger. Joseph Holmes versus Hadolfo Vallera, win, loser, draw against Chris Curtis. He says, for some reason, Holmes' claim that he's the best grappler in the division just didn't sit right with me. So let him put his money where his mouth is and show us that that is true against this decorated BJJ practitioner.
3: Okay. Interesting.
4: James McDonald, uh, Michelle Pereira versus the Magni Rachmanov winner. So they're not assuming anything uh, in that matchup, just, uh for yeah um i'd love to see him fight mag i'd like to see him fight rachmano too but i'd really love to see him fight mag uh just a couple more here jonathan hotz uh richie versus luana pinheiro medich versus manuel torres Medic is i feel like we didn't talk about him enough i think uh, he won he might have gotten overlooked for a performance bonus uh and two he beat a tough guy in omar morales and i do think we'll see be seeing a lot more of uh of medich Fair. yeah um I love this matchup on paper. I just it's way too long away. To Chase Hooper versus uh, Luis Saldana, win, loser, or draw against Woodson. Luis Saldana was actually like, the first name that popped in my mind before. One, I knew he was matched up, and two, that he was matched up to fight in August. So that's that's way too long to wait for Chase Hooper. Even afford to wait that long? Great. I think Chase Hooper's one of those guys. I would love it if right now if he only fought like two times a year and just like was able to spend as much time as he could training. But I think he's the kind of kid he wants to stay busy. He wants to fight. He wants to keep. Keep getting you know new contracts, going through his contracts, getting more pay, so that's a long wait. I just don't think he. I think he fights Luis Cerdanious time in the future, but uh it just can't be next. And uh, Mike, one more for Gelton Almeida at heavyweight uh from Dustin Gedko. Gelton Almeida versus Alexander Romanov. <laughs> <laughs> chaos, baby, chaos. Nah, that's a that's a title fight someday. Oh, you're right, that's title fight someday. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, hey, Romanov's looking sleek. Maybe he drops down to 205 someday. I'm just saying. He looks sleek as hell in his last fight. We, we could see the incredible shrinking Alexander Romanov. But uh, I'd love to see the fight. But yeah, not, uh, that's a 2023-2024 fight someday. Uh, guys, thank you thank you for the picks and all the, all the suggestions for the change of the show format and everything. Please reach out to me with all your thoughts. At Alexander K. Lee on Twitter. At Alexander K. Lee on Instagram. And uh, uh, Alex. Lee at SBNation.com.
3: M underscore Jr. for your picks, but we don't have to worry about that because we are off next weekend because oh, yeah. the UFC is off next weekend as well. So there'll be no on to the next one episode, but we'll be back, of course, following UFC Vegas 56, which will be the go-home show for UFC 275. This is going down June 4th. Uh, we had a hilarious... Auto correct on the People's Pre-Fight Show: Volvo versus Rosenstrike oh, okay. being the main event, but it's Alexander Volkov versus Arxenia Rosenstrike. Um, fine main event, although Danny Gay versus Mavzar Evloyev would have been a way more interesting main event in my eyes. No disrespect to Volkov and Rosenstrike. But that is the co main event. Pollyanna Botelio versus Kareem Silva. Jeff Molina is back versus Zalgis Zumagulov, Ode Osborne, Zaruk Adashev, Andreas Mikolitis, Renat Retinoff, Aaron Blanchfield is back versus JJ Aldrich, Mike Trazano, Lucas Almeida, Benoit Saint Denis versus Nicholas Stolce. Joe Selecki versus Alex De Silva, Alonzo Menafield versus Askar. and Tony Gravely versus Johnny Munoz Jr. All going down on that card. 13 fights heading into UFC 275. Actually, 12 fights because we lost Eric Minner. So 12 fights. They better
4: put put Aaron Blanchfield on the main card.
3: They probably should, right? Or the featured whatever, ESPN headliner or whatever. Yeah. But you know it'll have to be the second fight total on the card and they'll bury it. Because that's what we like to do, but... We'll talk all about that card placement and everything in two weeks on on to the next one. So we're putting a bow on this show. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. And for AK, I am Mike Heck. We'll see you back here in two weeks on on to the next one. The podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook
1: Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Or in West Virginia, visit 1 800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 Y or text HOPENY 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash bball for eligibility